Hello, welcome to Critical Line Item. My name is Tom Rablick. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. One of the biggest issues that is facing the Australian business community and the community at large is the coronavirus pandemic. We're coming close to June 30 and many companies will be considering whether they need to shut their doors or what economic circumstances they'll be facing over 12 months. They do this in accordance with the Corporations Act and requirements to assess their solvency and sign off on it. There's also a thing called going concern, which is governed by accounting and audit accounting pronouncements, which directors must sign off on and auditors must consider. The pandemic has resulted in a plethora of guidance globally to assist people in looking at the current pandemic and what they're supposed to be thinking about when they're looking to comply with reporting and auditing guidance. The Australian Auditing and Assurance Standards Board and the Australian Accounting Standards Board have been issuing documents in this area and they will soon issue a document on going concern. I'm joined by the Chairman of the Auditing and Assurance Standards Board, Roger Simnett, and Senior Project Manager with the Audit Board, Anne Waters, who will be able to talk to us about what the Audit Board is doing, why and where to next. Thank you for joining me, Roger and Anne. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Now, one of the one of the issues, Roger, that you'll be aware of, and this is one uh, directed to you specifically, is that we base our assessment of, uh, of audit and accounting on principles. We're a principles-based jurisdiction. What is it that's made it necessary for the accounting standard setters and the audit standard setters to issue a document like this, given that we have principles-based auditing and accounting standards? Uh, thanks, Tom. Look, I'll start off. And uh, Anne has been the person who has been holding the pen and uh, putting a lot of the intellectual content into this document. So uh, Anne will fill in. Uh, look, this this is an extraordinary environment, uh, and so uh, part, as part of the environment, one of the areas that has uh, jumped out is very much the going concern considerations, and we find that it is beneficial to get out to our major constituencies uh, ongoing concern. You're right, there's a lot of guidance around the world, Tom, but uh, there isn't a lot of guidance that is written with the uh, accounting standard setters as well. And so one of the benefits of the guidance that we are doing is to outline in a one-stop shop uh, effectively uh, what the requirements are, where people don't know it, even though we talk about principles-based uh, uh, requirements, uh, to make sure that people are very clear uh, and to provide guidance. Uh, we're likely to see in the current environment a lot more considerations of going concern which will impact upon what you'll see in the accounts from the accounting side and possibly in the auditor's report. So just to make sure that people are aware of that. And I'll pass over to you. Is there anything you'd like to add? Yeah, so we're just sort of hearing and we're aware that for some entities, they haven't really had to do very, they haven't had to do detailed assessments of going concern um, in, in the past. Uh, they've been profitable, um, you know, going concern. Whilst it's always something that, management and the directors have to assess and auditors have to assess, it's not necessarily been a high risk. So some entities now, um, because of government restrictions and because of everything that's happening with COVID, 
have to reassess that and are having to do more detailed analysis around going concern. So that's why we thought it would be appropriate to issue some guidance just to remind people of what the requirements are. And, and we felt it was really important to do the preparers and the auditors together um, because we think that um, assists with, um, with the quality of financial reporting and audit quality. It's an interesting document in that it provides a fair amount of detail, but where does it sit in terms of the hierarchy of authority, uh, Roger? That's something that has concerned me in the past when we've issued guidance statements as a jurisdiction. There will be some people who only refer to the guidance statement, but not the um, source standards or the law that so that the guidance statement refers to what's the authority that 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 the guidance statement has right well it's uh, not really a guidance statement because guidance statements do have an authority so it is it is a uh, a paper Uh, so it's non-authoritative tom Uh, we have uh, our standards and we have our guidance statements uh, which give authoritative uh, interpretations uh, but uh, so it allows us to uh, discuss in a, a very hopefully accessible way that people can relate to uh, and outline these particular areas. Uh, but you will see there is a disclaimer up the front of this particular paper, uh, and it does not uh, add to an interpretation of our standards. We still need people get to get back into our standards. It's allowed us uh, to make sure that our standards continue to to reflect the current uh, current situation. We refer, I mean, right through the document, you will see that we do refer people back to corporations law, um, back to the accounting standards and back to the auditing standards for, for that reason, because that, that, that is what the legislative requirements are. It, it's something that, uh, given my background, I'm very conscious of and uh, was keen to get a, the clarity on the record from you, just so people are aware that they need to flip back to the source documents uh, once they've gotten what they need from the publication in terms of going concern and COVID. And one of the most interesting issues that people will face is how they understand the concept of solvency versus going concern. Would you mind taking us through that so for people to get some clarity around the difference between the two? Yeah, so solvency and going concern assessments are different. They're obviously related, but there there are there are some differences and they both have to be performed. So solvency is something that um, directors need to be to monitor during the year because it's against the as a contravention of the corporation's law to trade while insolvent. Then annually or half yearly, if they're listed, they have to make a declaration that that at the time of making that declaration that they can pay the debts that they have incurred at that time. Going concern um, is all is something that that is assessed um, when um, when preparing and uh, proving their financial report and in determining whether the basis of preparation is appropriate and that all the uh, disclosures have been made. So they make that assessment at the time of um, preparing and finalising the, the, the financial report. So going concern looks looks forward. It looks at um, whether an entity is a, is a going concern unless they intend to liquidate or cease trading or have no um, alternate but to do so. Um, so going concern is, it's looking, is, is looking forward. 
the one the, in, in layman's terms, you know, the solvency test I like to think of as uh, whether you've got enough uh, fuel in the tank yep. to pay your bills. To pay the bills that you've incurred at the time. Yep. Absolutely. And then uh, and then going concern is what your you know, crystal ball says in terms of the ability to trade beyond um, the end of that particular reporting period. Yeah. So an entity may be solvent, but but they can but they but not a going concern because they're either going to liquidate or cease trading, uh, but they may still be solvent. So they are sort of different, uh, different. Yeah, one one doesn't necessarily lead to another. No. And I think that's one of the advantages of the publication, uh, Tom, that it does outline very clearly the difference between these. They have been linked, or at least linked in the mind of people, and. The fact you have to make a solvency statement, uh, solvency declaration, as well as consider going concern. Uh, so this document has very clearly outlined the two separate considerations there. What are the key issues that the auditor needs to keep in mind, Anne? Okay, so, uh, well, the auditor needs to, I mean, every entity is different. So some some entities um, are positively impacted by COVID. Um, others, are not, not so much. So the auditor needs to understand um, the the entity and the specific risk that they're they're facing. Um, the auditor needs to um, make sure that management have um, done an appropriate um, assessment of going concern that they've considered the the risks the, that are actually impacting their entity. Um, they've considered uh, the, the the liquidity of the entity if they if they have been uh, forced to uh, close parts of their business that they have adequate cash or access to cash to keep to keep um, to keep operating so really the auditor really needs to think about the specific entity or their specific client and what what risks are they facing because of the current environment and all clients all entities are going to be different and there's no one size fits all to this stuff because no. each each entity has got different management different uh, different boards different uh, economic conditions, different strategies, and they all need to be assessed yep. in a particular way. Yep. Now, we've t we've dealt with the auditors. What are the And there is an auditing standard specifically that deals with the way in which auditors communicate with directors. So what's the director's side of the ledger on all of this? Well, I mean, they, they also need to, um, to ensure that they're properly considered the risks facing the entity and that there's adequate disclosure um, in, in, the in the financial report. So when they're making their assessment about solvency and when they're determining uh, the, whether the basis of preparation using the going concern assumption is, is correct, they need, to, uh, they need to think about the risks facing their entity as well and they need to make sure that, um, that they've uh, disclosed um, the the impact on their entity and uh, and assess whether going concern is appropriate. That's something people don't really understand, Roger. Uh, when I talk to uh, colleagues, be it in journalism or in, in in various parts of the community, that there is a standard that requires auditors to communicate with. Directors, various, well, well, those in charge of governance, sorry, to use the technical language. Mm -hmm. uh, do you find in your interchange with people around the place that there is a poor understanding of 
the regulatory requirement for auditors to engage with the client? Look, I, I, I think it's variable, Tom. It would depend on who you're engaging with. Uh, so okay. for the bigger end of town, it's uh, probably very well understood. Uh, and you have very defined ways of uh, defining that. Uh, for the smaller end of town, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the auditors, uh, it, it's very hard to communicate with the directors and those charge of governance, especially where it's the same with management. So how you distinguish between those areas. Uh, one thing about the publication I'll emphasise is the importance around disclosures. Uh, so if there is uncertainty, as Anne said, not every organisation is necessarily facing uncertainty. But the importance of having the disclosures out there uh, so that the users can actually make an informed decision of this organisation. Uh, so one thing that has been pushed, for example, has been if if there is un- if it's unclear as to whether the organisation is very adversely affected, but there's a expectation that it might be then very much you know a useful disclosure is uh is is that directors have considered that uh and the reasons why going concern is not an issue in those particular situations now that's a very useful disclosure for the uh, uh for the user to take away and so that's again you know a point which has come through what are the key Issues. I guess Anne's worked on the document. It's probably one that she'll uh, be able to answer with greater ease. What are the key issues that have cropped up in um, preparation of the document, Anne, that people are likely to see when they pick up company accounts? Um, Sorry, I'm not quite sure I understand your question. Well, there's been the issue of certain valuation issues, impairments, oh. and other things. So, the, what what there are some challenges companies and auditors are going to face. The users will see the end of that discussion, the end of that debate. Yeah. So, definitely, it, it's a challenging time. It's challenging at the moment to predict the future. So, I think you'll see a lot of disclosures around the uncertainty, um, and that. That, you know that may impact going concern, but also maybe asset valuations, etc. So there'll be a lot more disclosure around that, and there may you know there may be more disclosure by the auditor on that uncertainty as well. Now, one one of the challenges um, that will arise, Roger, is what do educators draw from the current period of time? Because we put a lot of effort into explaining things, whether it be through documents, whether it be through podcasts like this, Mm. presentations at conferences, there's always a takeaway from a crisis. There's always a takeaway for uh, educators and others. Um, What are your observations about the, the, the current state of play and what educators can learn from the, the, the pandemic and the guidance that's been issued? Yeah, Tom, I'll, I'll extend it beyond educators because I think it's, uh, and it's interesting, you know, I think the pandemic and the approach of government and the approach of the community uh, has tested how we all interact and how we actually go about doing our day-to-day job. Uh, I think that the uh, the uh, pandemic in this situation uh, has probably, like many others, has uh, possibly changed the way that auditors will do their job going forward. For example, uh, I could see a much greater role going forward on technology 
and how you access information remotely. If that's been working well uh, and that's been uh, possibly a, a push, uh, then we could see that as becoming the new norm in the auditing standards. I think educators have to pick that up. We've always been aware of the impact of technology. I think ed, ed, uh, educators have to pick that up uh, to ensure that uh, we go about uh, teaching that particular area. That what we've found is that the principles of the auditing standards have stood up very well and the principles of the accounting standards have stood up very well. It's, it's sort of the procedures and new and innovative procedures and different ways of thinking about things, which is very important for educators to get across in the current environment. So, uh, look, uh, again, out of any of those areas, this current environment has uh, really tested the way that we uh, tend to think and do things, and it may reflect a different way of auditing as we go forward. You're also, uh, you've been a prolific researcher and mentored researchers over the years, what research opportunities do you see out of the crisis? Uh, very good question. I probably have been so involved in making sure that we've been addressing the crisis and that, uh, you know, we're now just sort of starting to sit back and uh, think about the research opportunities. Certainly, uh, from this perspective, there will be a, a lot of reflection on um, on how we look at the disclosures as well as the auditing implications, what we call archival research. We're going to see a lot more um, uh, adjustments to the audit opinion, uh, so modifications to the audit opinion, modifications to the auditor report to make sure that that was useful information that will be, uh, we'll, uh, we'll rely on researchers to look at that. Also, we expect the research opportunities as to how you effectively do an audit. Uh, so this will test us as to what technologies work, what has worked, uh, what hasn't worked. Uh, so if we can get that. So uh, I think there's many opportunities for researchers and, and it's something that uh, I will apply my mind to in the, um, once we've got this type of guidance out the road. Roger, that's a good spot to finish up the, the podcast. Thank you both uh, for joining me today also thank the audience for listening and as usual uh, stay safe look after each other and make sure you wash your hands and uh, i'll be back with you with another podcast reasonably soon